Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to a slightly delayed version of the Stuff and Things podcast this week. I am Sam, ready to talk all things Fear of the Walking Dead, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by the one, the only, the mercurial, the mystic, the amazing, Stefan! I mean, I've got nothing to come back with. You've really oversold me on this one. Yeah, well, I, I've been a bit of an ass to you of late, you know, so I thought I'd better give you the big up. Gave me a good one. one, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it also catches you off guard, so when I'm going to ask you later on, it balances. Yeah, that's fine, that makes sense. Yeah, I had no idea what to say then. I was like, oh wow, he's, he's going for it. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm going to save that and be a ringtone, that's fine. Tip- typically in my family, when someone's that nice to you, you generally ring your doctor to find out, you know, what do they know I don't. Yeah, what's going on? You know, has a letter arrived at the house basically saying I'm going to die? Everyone here is being nice to me, I need to find out what the hell's Something's going on. Something's not right. Yeah, yeah, I, I came from such a warm, loving background. <laughs> um, yeah, man, so what's what's been up? What's new? I, I got, uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what, before you answer that, I'll answer on your behalf. I know one thing that's new. Uh-oh. You are raising money for charity. Ah, yes, I am. Yes, so, I am. So tell the listeners, both of them, what you're doing, and we'll see if at least one of them will get their hand in their pocket. Um, so I started going to the gym about 12 weeks ago, just trying to get myself fit and a bit healthier. Yep. And the guy that I train with is a strongman athlete. Yes. A- AKA sadist. Yes. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Massively. Um, yep. He's done a few little minor competitions and stuff. Well, there's one coming up, which is for newbies and beginners. Yeah. So it's like lower weights than your normal ones. And he was saying yep. to me that I should give it a go. Yeah. I have no interest in doing these competitions at all. I'm just going to the no. gym to get fit. He happens to do strongman. So that's what I'm doing it for. Yeah. Got talking with a girl I know who has just overcome the, the dreaded C word. Um yep. she was she's a she's a survivor, she's done well, she's beaten it, done really well. She's raising money for a charity called Trek Stock. Um, and by C word of course you're talking about Christmas and the yep. aftermath of all that death. She yep. survived. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um but she's raising money for Trek Stock. Uh okay. which are a well, charity for children with cancer and they take them out, basically. They take them out. They take them out on days out. They take oh, them right, days God. Out. Oh. Whoa, oh. dude. Wow. <laughs> We're oh. talking Fear the Walking Dead. I just went straight yeah. to Walker to take them out. No. Oh. Um, what the hell kind of charity are you raising money for? <laughs> yeah, of course. That'd be a whole different one, wouldn't it? Yeah. They're kids. Um, they're really sick, and they just take them out. Just take them Whoa. out. Look yeah. at the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, this isn't going. This isn't quite the advert I thought it was going to be. Um, Sorry. But yeah, what they're going to do is they raise money for them to be able to go out yeah, and uh, take them for days out and stuff like that. And my friend Ella is working with them, raising a lot of money, doing her own events. Yep. And I thought, do you know what? Actually, let's do this strongman competition. Let's do it for a reason. Yeah, so and let's raise some money. I've got a Just Giving page. and that is so, so to clarify, you are doing it for the kids. Yep. And I believe the link to your Just Giving page is on your Twitter account. It is on my Twitter account, yes. Uh, we retweeted it from the podcast of Thangs, but look for Stefan on Twitter. My friend, what is your Twitter handle, which I believe is the correct terminology? That is fantastically asked, because I'm yeah. never going to find out. Um, you do you not know what your Twitter handle is? I don't know what my Twitter name is, let alone the handle. Here we go. I am I am at Jonah1983, I think. Oh, mine's easy. I'm at Steph. Which is PH, not an F. So S T E P H. Yeah. C Alvarez. You're going to have to spell the whole thing for people. Yeah. At S T E P H C A L V A R E Z. And if you're really that interested in it, I've actually got my Instagram page has got all of my training stuff on it as well. It's true. It does. Um, our uh, our of uh, Instagram's been a little bit quiet of late. Um, yeah, I actually got blocked. Oh, why? Why have we been blocked? I forgot to tell you about this, didn't I? Yeah, you, I is this something you should tell, tell me on air? Because 
no, basically. Were you? Were you? Can I? Can I just jump in before you answer this? Yeah. So on Twitter, as many people who listen to this will know, Stefan and me, we we take over the account, and one of the things I noticed after Stefan was in charge for a while, is we started following a lot of um, what's the right word here? Attractive young ladies. Let's put it that way. And they just happen to be fans of programs, and I was talking to them online. Yeah. I cannot say yeah. anything more than coincidence. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Look how that worked out. Um. So, my friend, have, have you been stalking again? No, I Instagram haven't. Our been... last post on Instagram went up on the 4th of June. Yeah. Um, up until about three days ago, it was refusing yeah. to let me post anything at all. All right. Um, I can now post again. So why, why were you blocked? I have absolutely no idea. I am waiting on a reply from the Instagods. The Instagods? I could get onto the page, I could interact with the page, and I could interact on other people's stuff. Yeah. But I wasn't allowed to post anything at all. What, did you get like an error message saying yeah. you are banned? No, it was just an error. Like It was like a loading screen turned up. Every time I went to oh. post, it was just a loading screen. Oh. But we are now apparently back up and active, so... Well, in that case, It looks can, like I just had yeah. like a one-month block, so I don't know if I wound someone up or... Well, I mean, it is you, so I can believe it's that's, a high chance that's possible. I've done something by yeah. mistake. Yeah. Um, should also say to the listeners as well, it is damn hot here today. You know, like real swamp ass territory. So if you hear background noise on our recording because the windows are open, I apologise, but damn, I am not closing the windows. No, I, I've just had a like police car or something go past as I was talking. Yeah. I yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's what prompted me to you know yeah. give the listeners a little nudge. But also, it is too you, hot. <laughs> Also, if you hear my ice cubes jangling in my drink today, so be it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's gonna happen. It's, it's hot. Warm. Yeah, yeah. It is like Shrek's butt cracking here right now. So I'm, I'm willing to just let the little background slide this week. Okay, everybody, just, just let it happen. Let I'm sorry, it you use the phrase. It's like Shrek's butt crack. Yeah, is that not a common phrase where you are? No, no. That's obviously <laughs> a, a, you know. A Bristolian. Your side of the island, yeah. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, mate, I think that's one that just came from the top of my head, which actually is worse. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to use that, though. No, no, you should. I I give that to the world as a gift. It's a gift from me. Everybody enjoy it. When it's It's, really hot and sweaty, it's like Shrek's butt crack. Yeah, he likes it. He likes a sweaty ass crack. He says it in, like, Shrek 3, I'm sure of it. Um, But uh, enough talking about Shrek's ass, because, you know, an ogre's... Sphinctal crevice isn't the all the only thing we have to talk about. No, um, we have Fear of the Walking Dead season five episode six, The Little Prince. It is. Um, I whether this episode can compare to the Ogre's butt crack, I don't know. But whether it can live up to that kind of billing, what were your thoughts on the episode as as a whole? Again, like a lot of this season, it's been very strange. Ooh, strange. I liked the episode. Okay. Um, The whole thing with Dwight, I'm finding a bit confusing. Yeah, who the hell's Honey? Yeah, when did Sherry become Honey? Oh, Honey. Uh, Oh, that's... um, (laughs) How 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 I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Honey. Oh, Honey. Yeah, um, perhaps that's what it is. It's like, you follow her, it's like, oh, Honey. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he's only been in... This is, what, his second episode? Um, yeah, it's got to be. Second, second, possibly third. So but yeah, I think second. And he's all already... He's, like, a fully-fledged member of the community. And, yay! Let's just go out in a car together and go search. Yeah, let's, let's like go pick no up... There's, no concerns, no nothing about him. You know, let's go pick up an airplane. Um, yeah. There... I'm going to start this by saying there is nothing in this episode that I really disliked. I'm going to point out that the... Um, rather ridiculous air balloon shots, which were so awful green screen. Oh, they were great, yeah. That just, it it went to the level of, that's so bad, I'm laughing, therefore it's good, entertaining. But actually, in reality, it's not good. If, if for example, you look at that and you go, yeah, that's blatantly two people in a studio in a basket and someone off camera rocking the basket in front of a blue screen... That, yeah, that tells you that okay, we need to redo that. Yeah, yeah. So that that I've, that is probably the only thing in the episode I was a bit like, oh, really? That's naff. Don't put crap like that in. Look at it and see that it's crap, and just use the shots of the thing going over the trees. Um, I don't know 
what the budget of this show is, but if they don't have the budget for a hot air balloon flying and inability to just put a drone up there to film people in a damn air balloon, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, health and safety, health and safety. Health and safety, yeah, that's true. Health and safety. You can't uh, put one of your stars up there in a hot air balloon in case something happens. It, it just it looked crap. Yeah. And, uh, and it frustrates me when stuff like that happens because it should have been a really cool visual. Um, yeah, I, I love the idea that like Charlie just realizes and goes, "Wait a second, and then yeah, the balloon yeah. comes over the hill, and you're like, "Oh, and, and, and green it's screen!" The beer, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's the beer bottle, which is cool as hell because this Jimbo is kind of still helping the group from beyond. Yeah, this guy's had like one of the major roles in this season. Yeah, and it's kind of like that. All of that was great. So, like I said, I'm not crapping on the show, the episode, really. I'm not saying I disliked it, but I. I just find that when you're putting something on TV nowadays, you know, this is 2019, as I say this, and you look around visual effects and stuff in TV now, it's film quality. Oh, yeah. You know, I watched something the other day, I can't remember what it was, it was like something from the 90s that I remember when I watched it, thinking, wow, this is, you know, cutting edge. This is... Mate, for me, it's Airwolf. Oh, well, when we were kids, I loved yeah. Airwolf as a kid. I now watch yeah. that and go, gee. Well, Airwolf, the A-Team, all yeah. of that. When we were kids, it was like, oh, wow, look at that car flipping. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. It's the same car every week doing the same flip. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did I not notice that as a kid? Like, um, There were two, uh, the original series of Battlestar Galactica. Did you ever catch that, like on a Saturday or a Sunday? No. My on? stepdad loves it, but I've never seen yeah, it. Well, well, the original series of that show... Um, there was a like, set in space, think sort of Star Wars-y type thing. Yep. They'd have a lot of battles between spaceships. But whenever they blew up the alien ship with Cylons, it was the exact same footage. So literally they filmed one sequence of a ship getting destroyed and they would do it where they would flip it sometimes. So like the ship would bank right and the shooting would follow it and destroy it or the ship would bank left. And the shooting would follow and destroy it. It's literally, it was one shot and they'd flip it. So every week, every episode, the same thing. As a kid, never picked up on it once. As an adult, I went back, like watched a couple of episodes and was like, what the hell? How did I notice this? But it brings me back to this, which is the standard on TV now, even on just like average TV shows, they'll do something and you would not know. It's green screen, blue screen, whatever screen they're using. You just wouldn't have a clue. And yet, here we are watching Fear the Walking Dead, which is a big show, an AMC, it's a big show, and it was so obvious. It was like watching a 1950s, you know, like they're all in the car. Oh, God, <laughs> and yeah. And, you know, it's basically someone running past them constantly with, like, road noises and stuff. And it was, it's like, oh, really? Is that is that the best you can do? Yeah. You get, you get a show like The Big Bang Theory, for example, all those car scenes and all that is green screen. We know that. Yep. And part of the charm of that sitcom is we know that we're all sort of like a nod and a wink to it, and it's fun. When you're doing a show like Fear of the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead, or a show set in a genre where you're trying to trying to make it real, you know, this is how the world would be in this reality, yeah. I, I find it takes us out, and it's a bit annoying. Like I said, I laughed. It shouldn't have been a laugh-at moment, No, I did. It should have so. been a wow moment, not a, oh, wow. Yeah, and and if it had been done right, you know, with the with the right amount of budget or whatever, just the people doing it, doing it right, so it wasn't obviously blue-gree screen. Yep. It would have been awesome. I'd have loved, it probably would have been the thing I'm talking about the most right now, which would be, I want to be in a beer bottle balloon next week. I want to be in it every week. Yes. I just want one in general. Oh, for sure. Um... So anyway, so so that aside, then let's let's sort of take a walk through the episode a bit. Um, something that made me laugh in the episode, and I think it was meant to make me laugh, was Morgan finally getting fed up with that bit of metal, wanting to have his staff back, his stick back. Yeah. Um, and he goes, you know, he's trying to do all his, you know, master of the arts, walk the earth, kung fu stuff, and it's like, no, the weight just isn't right. So he goes and like takes the. <laughs> off of a mop, I think, or try his attempt to. Yeah, this just and walks Ali- in with him standing. Alicia's on the mop. just looking at him like, "What the hell are you doing?" And it, I mean, it's okay. funny. It's just great. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, seriously, this is not a strong moment for you. Yeah, you, um, you finally lost it, mate. You're attacking a mop. 
Yeah, and, and to me, of course, it's even funnier when you know how much of a badass Morgan is that he's yeah. in there, like, wrestling with this mop, and, and it, yet we've seen him take out, like, <laughs> God knows how many people in the past. And I love just the little line at the end of it as well, when he finally gets it. Oh, I see you've uh, fixed the mop then. Yeah, 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 it was great. Yeah, the nice little, oh, so you fixed it. It's like, yes, whatever, shut your face. Yeah, don't tell the others. Um, the other, one of the other, so that, that aside, one of the main fixtures of this episode was about the kids. Um, the kids are there, you know, we knew from the end of the last episode, the kids were with Morgan and Alicia. They've gone back to this uh, encampment, if you like, where they are, yeah. which was like a road roadside place. Um, they're there. What are your thoughts on the group? I know we have a few few things happen in this. What are your thoughts on this group of kids? I'm happy because... for the little girl to get bit. Well, I was going to ask you about <laughs> the little girl. I, I think her name is Annie. Yes. I think it's Annie, I think it's Annie. and Dylan. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Annie's uh, the self-appointed leader of the group. Yeah. Uh, in essence, I think she was the eldest. Um, we we find out the story because she talks. She opens up to Alicia during the episode, and we find out the story about how they ended up there, mm-hmm. um, where they were. Uh, we learned that what, what we'd already kind of worked out um, is that their parents and the grown-ups from the their camp all died because the walkers were radioactive. Yes. So although they killed the walkers, they then got radiation poisoning. Uh, quite smartly, they confined themselves. To, to those things that, in essence, saved their kids by realising what had happened. Locked themselves away. Locked yeah. themselves away. Obviously, unfortunately, passed away and died. But the kids are basically left out in the woods to fend for themselves. Yeah. The one thing that wasn't said, I don't think, maybe you picked up on it and I didn't, is how long ago this was. No, it wasn't said. Yeah, so we don't know how long these kids have been doing their own thing. After it all started, they found the campsite and it was perfect. Yep. But they don't say how long they were there for, how old they were, etc. No. Exactly, yeah. Now, I've got to say, the one bit that did get me, that it got me in a way I didn't expect it to. Yeah, okay, go on. When she's talking about the her parents made her promise. Yeah. That hit me. That really did. Okay, any really, particular reason really, you think? really silly thing, but something to me. Um, yeah. My my nana passed away last year. Uh-huh. And when we were in the hospital with her, she made me promise that there'd be no crying, we only remember yeah. the good times. Yeah. And it's been almost a year since she passed. Yeah. I have not had a tear leave my eye, because even when my eyes fill up with water... She made me promise that I wouldn't cry, so therefore I can't. I can make you cry. So, well, I, I cry about a lot of things. I'm not very manly. I cry about a lot of things. But about that in particular, yeah, I've not because the promise. And I can understand when she says about that. Yeah. I was kind of like, Al- yeah, I, get, I, I really get that. I like, think Alicia understood it as yeah. well. Um, which I which I think caught her a little bit off guard. You know, she was expecting the, oh, you know, whatever... You you got to abandon that. I'm the grown up. You're the kid. Listen to me. Yeah. So I think when Alicia kind of went, yeah, okay, I get it. She was a bit like, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I yeah. was wait. I was waiting for the lecture. What the hell? Um, because these <laughs> Last quick, because just sorry, yeah, go completely on. off tangent. But I've got to tell you, cause it made me laugh so much. Yeah, yeah. Watching this scene just after, like, when she puts the key down and she goes to leave. Yeah. I've got a 19 year old little sister that walked through the room at that scene. Yeah. And she went, what are you watching? And I went, oh, Fear the Walking Dead. And she went, isn't it a zombie apocalypse? I went, yeah. yeah. And she looked at Alicia's character and went, blimey, wish my eyebrows looked that good in a zombie apocalypse. Go on. And just walked off. That is such a girl observation. <laughs> a, Unbelievable. Yeah. Everything that was happening, she went, her She's eyebrows like, are on point. How can she yeah. do that in a zombie apocalypse? And just walked yeah, off. And I was like, like oh, well, man. Fair, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's brilliant. But yeah, just... <laughs> Yeah, great, great observation. Well, yeah. observation well made. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where to go with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered um, it. I was like, I had to tell you. Yeah. Well, no, no, it was a very valid thing. Um. So, so while we're on the subject, what do you think was the last thing you cried about? Uh, Tony Stark dying in Endgame. Dude, will you stop spoiling that film for everybody? Was, like, no matter I mean... when we're talking, you're just <laughs> dropping that in. Yep. Uh, seriously, kids at school have been telling my daughter, no, he dies in Endgame, and she keeps coming to me saying, does he? And I'm like, I can tell you what happens, or you can wait to watch the film when when you get a chance to watch it. 
And she looks at me with like this real kind of, I don't know what to say. And she goes, oh, wait. Good girl. Yeah. Yeah, kind of good. But at the same time, I kind of, I know she is going to just absolutely. I mean, I did full on ugly. I, I full on ugly cried. So yeah, that's fine. Oh, man, she will. Uh, the, the Love You 3000 bit is going to be... Like, Whoa, spoiler, hell. dude. Spoiler. Oh, no, you've already, wrecked it. you've already wrecked it for everybody. <laughs> you've destroyed it. Um, whilst we're just talking Marvel very quickly, very soon me and Stefan will be putting our, together a podcast on the latest Spider-Man film. Uh, no spoilers for that here, obviously. Um, Stefan, I'm saying that to you. Okay, um, okay, but, okay. But um, if you haven't been to watch it yet, go. Uh, if for nothing else, it's a bloody good entertaining film. But the after credit scenes, um, there's two. One that links into Spider-Man, which is quite shocking. Oh my um, gosh, yes. And then there's one that leads into the bigger MCU, which is, I think, huge. <laughs> because the implications of it are just mad. And um, me and Stefan are going to talk about that. Uh, we'll promote that via the Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. Yes. Um, also, again, I'm just doing a promo mid-podcast right now. Uh, the original, uh, one of the originals, Alfie, is rejoining me on the podcast to talk about Stranger Things soon. It's going to be our Stranger Things podcast. The pair of us have watched season three, obviously one and two before, and now we're going to talk about it. It's going to be available hopefully next week. Ooh. So that's out there as well. Um, but yeah, back to Fear the Walking Dead. Thank yes. you for listening to these adverts brought to you by this jackass. Anyway, back to back to Fear. Um, my overall opinion of the kids was it's a bit Lord of the Flies situation here, which is they've been left alone for so long, don't know how long, so yes. it's hard to gauge. But I'm starting to think this is, we're talking either a, a lot of months or at least a year plus. And I wonder how they're surviving. Like The campsite wouldn't have had that much food, so are they now... And they had a lot of weapons, so they must have been scavenging for a while to get the weapons well, and everything else. Well, let's put it, it sounded like she, she said like they had a lot of weapons at the camp because she yeah. talked about how they were going to kill the walkers, uh, the walls. Um, obviously, from from my point of view, uh, they, they possibly have been scavenging, of course they have been. Um, but the whole sort of system they set up with the roads and the areas around them with the, with the dead... Yeah. So, in essence, to keep people away, I mean, it's quite genius, really. Um, yeah. And the, these are kids. And so, do you think there's a possibility there's even more of them back at, like, wherever they're based? And that's why they were so determined to go back? Or, because to me, it doesn't seem logical. Like, the the instructions from her her mother, I think it was, were to keep, the, keep them safe, look after them, etc. Now, I know... She's taken that as being in the woods, but if someone's telling you, look, the nuclear power plant's about to melt down, which means if you stay where you are, you're dead. Not not, not a risk of being bitten, not a risk of another group coming along and killing you. It's 100%. It's guaranteed. It's radiation you, that's going to be yeah. nasty. Yeah, you know, and it's not like a chance. It is 100%. We've given her this generator to delay it. It's not going to solve it. It's literally going to delay it. Yeah. So if that's the case, why the hell hasn't anyone said that to them? For one, and two, you know why? I, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a loss. Why that wasn't said to them? I mean, I think that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, even I mean, surely there must be a stage where she turns around and goes, "Okay, actually, this isn't for the best anymore." Well, it was pretty clear that the the other kids wanted to stay. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I mean. Yes, you know the the mass group. They're kind of unnamed with no lines. All were sat watching cartoons. They were very happy where they were. I like that. Her, yeah, her two brothers clearly wanted to stay. So yeah, I, I'm I'm unsure on that, and I think Alicia's gone looking for them. You know, at the end of the episode, she's she's decided to go looking for them. I think at this point she's going to have to say to them, look, you are literally going to die here. It's not a if, it's when. <laughs> yeah, she's going to have to go hit them with the truth. Yeah, she is. And I suppose now I'm saying this to you now, do you think perhaps it's because she is still seeing them as kids, she didn't want to land that level of knowledge on them? Maybe. I mean, they're not old. I mean, what would you put them at? Maybe 14? The girl? Well, I think the I think the oldest is fourteen at the most. Yeah, like yeah. Charlie's age, I think. Yeah, so they are very much still all kids. 
yeah. and you don't turn around to a kid and say, by the way, you're going to die. However, they're in the zombie apocalypse. They kind of know how this all works. So, well, well, this is it. They've been on their own for that amount of time. That, Yeah, I don't know. It's just a strange one. Um, the other thing in this episode which was a bit strange to me, um, but I don't think they did it badly is the idea that this group of people are suddenly air airplane engineers. Yeah, they all seem to know a lot about airplanes very quickly. Well... But then Al, we know Al can fly a helicopter and can fly... So she's obviously got some sort of background. Yeah, we know Al has some, some background, some training. She's got an understanding of how things are working. But it's like anything, I... I have an understanding from a scientific point of view of how a helicopter can fly. I know that. Yeah. I could not fly one. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm the same with planes. I know exactly how a plane flies. I've been through the training. I know how it works, yeah. but don't ask me to sit in the flight deck and pull levers. Well, also, don't ask you how to build one, surely. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, they, they brought all that airplane back in parts on all these different vehicles they had. Where did all the people come from? That was my question. There was a lot of vehicles there. Well, you know what? That was my first thing as well, which is, damn, where are all these... Well, I'm guessing it was literally one adult per vehicle. Um, I didn't count them to test the theory, but we know that even Dwight was driving one. Like you said, it was kind of like, oh, right, so he's fully-fledged, signed-up part yeah. of the gang now. Look at what Michonne's like with any newcomers. You will work your way in and then get kicked out. <laughs> Morgan's yeah, be, like, yeah, more the merrier. Let's go. To, to be fair, we do know that about Morgan to his detriment. Like, yes. Hey, peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to this, I mean, you've gathered up all these... It's like you've gathered up all these parts of an airplane and you're literally going to stick them back together. I mean, they had them welding, they had them talking about all these different things. It's like a giant version of Lego. Well, I could probably work out how to put a plane fuselage back together if I had all the parts. Yep. Now, the next bit is the engines <laughs> and the aer- aerodynamics to get the thing off the ground. I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, like I, I would know roughly where to stick landing gear and wings. Yeah. yeah also, look at the size and, of the plane. Yep. Look at the amount of people. Yep. I know... For a fact, again, because I studied physics, there is a weight ratio involved in air travel. Yes. Simple. <laughs> You've got a plane that wears, weighs this much, you need a thrust of X. Anyone who's ever flown on one of these smaller planes, which oh, isn't, yeah. you know, jet will know, you have weight limits. Yep. And max number of people on board luggage is like a no-no <laughs> oh yeah i mean we have it all the time at work we have it we've had it where the planes had so little passengers we've actually had to add ballast to it because of the wind yeah yeah all these things need to be taken account whereas they're just going right we're going to literally everyone sit on each other's lap in the back and we're going to take off good luck everybody yeah we're going to go off a very high cliff and hope that we uh and hope we fly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it is getting to the stage where i'm expecting them to strap the wings onto each other and just try and flap really hard <laughs> Imagine um, Morgan going, yes, come on, bring it on. Um, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not wanting the crap on this episode because I overall there was nothing in it I didn't like. You know, I didn't sort yeah. of get stuck into like, oh my god, that's awful. I can't believe they've done that so badly. But again, with this, with the airplane, I don't know, man. I mean, do you do you think I'm being harsh when I say it's like they've they've taken it too far? It's ridiculous to think liked, that this group like okay. really liked, but you say about it all that was that they were having to phone each other to ask the others well, what about this bit. Yeah, I liked that little bit, and then them going back going, yeah, this may take a while because she's getting blood or oil or whatever dripped on. Yeah, to get the propeller no, bits I, and stuff, I, I, but yeah, yeah. that uh, when I when I started talking about it, so I said like the way they did it kind of made it okay and that was what i was referring to yeah they made it clear in a few lines and in a few scenes they don't know what they're doing no they're they are to trying to ask each other and talk about it and stuff which is good but the reality is i think at some point they are going to take off in this airplane and if that does happen then there's gonna, there's got to be a lot of ceos out there looking at how much they spend on engineers thinking really <laughs> Any, anyone any, any any bunch of kids can just build an airplane nowadays, but yeah. But in all seriousness, the stuff like that it, it only irks me to the point of I, I want this show to feel real. I know people go, "There's zombies, dude," but 
genuinely, I want it to be like real people, unreal situations. So yes. the more grounded in reality, the more invested I am into it. So when it's stuff like this, where it's like, uh, you know, like a scene from the damn A-Team. Oh no, we've been locked in here with a paperclip and this, you know, shoestring. I know, I'll make a bazooka. What? <laughs> yeah. It, it's, a, it's a bit like, oh, come on. Nah, this is naff now. And if that's the way the show wants to go, if it wants to go down that road of kind of, you know, big action scenes with no real... Bit far-fetched, more far-fetched far should be, yeah. Then okay, if that's if that's the way the show's going to go. But up until this point, I haven't felt that was what the showrunners wanted. But but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, no, I agree, I agree with you. So yeah, I mean, the kids, like I said, they, they've run off again. Uh, they ran off before the beer bottle balloon, which is kind of sad. That would have been fun to see the kids' reaction to that. Um, and they are now back behind their wall of the dead. Yep. Uh, Alicia's going to try and cut her way through it, which is going to be gross. Um, and <laughs> we all know she's a badass. Oh, yeah. Um, we also see the balloon crash, of course, towards the end of the episode. Yes. Um, Strand is no hot air balloon pilot, it's clear. They didn't have enough fuel to clear the tree line. Yeah, um, what a... That's a rookie mistake, isn't it? Not so they crash into the contamination zone. Uh, Morgan warns them, don't kill any of the walkers, because if you get their blood on you, you're going to get radiation sickness. Yep. And of course, no sooner does he say that, that they get up from the basket, and walkers start appearing from everywhere. And they've all got and the little necklaces. Dude, spot on, yeah. And of course, you notice they've all got the little necklaces. Uh, Morgan, of course, is on his way to save them, on foot, with a staff, so... Not entirely sure how that's Who's going to go. die? Um, i got a bad feeling that they're going to kill Morgan off. Oh. And that, that, that is a real bad feeling for me. And I don't know where it's come from. Well, no, I watched this episode and I don't, I don't know why, but the more I watched it the more and the more I thought about the episodes that have sort of come and gone where he's been talking about the past and stuff like that and talking about things, this is starting to feel like a goodbye. To me, Ooh. it's starting to feel like a kind of epilogue for Morgan. And when you hear the other characters like Alicia talk about, oh, you know, we've we've made these decisions to try and help people. And Morgan talk about it to Grace, for example, when they're when he's reunited with her. Yeah. Um, you know, his mission to find atonement, to balance things. Um, there's the little hints about his staff being contaminated, his original staff being contaminated and deadly. He asks her for a radiation suit. She says, you know, oh, there isn't one. It, it just feels like at some point Morgan's going to save Charlie and Strand, but he's going to be coughing up blood at the back end of some episode. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, the plane's not going to be quite taking off and he's going to be the one that stays behind to clear the runway. Something, oh. yeah. I, I just got, I've just oh. got this image in my mind that he's going to end up staying with Grace. We already know that Grace is terminal, and I just think that... I, I don't know where it's come from. Generally, I've not read it anywhere. I've not done anything like that. It's just something that I've just got this feeling in this episode. Because they've got the tie-in now with the main show via Dwight. You don't need two people to tie the story in together. Yeah, it's true. Um, but anyway. Damn. That's just my little theory out there. But speaking of Dwight, of course, in this episode, he continues his quest to find... Oh, honey. See, I've always liked... I must say, even in The Walking Dead, I liked Dwight. There was something about his character that I liked. Even when he was, like, killing people at random, trying to kill Daryl? Even then, there's just always been something about his character. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, well, yeah, I mean, he was... It was pretty clear... That he was a very manipulated, beaten down kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so even when he was doing bad things, it was pretty clear he was doing that through. Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but he he was doing it not through what he'd like to be doing, but more his sense of he needed to do this to survive. You say, careful what you say, because you know if you bad mouth the wrong person, that's it. We're gonna get shut down. You know that. Nah. I don't yeah, pe- people get stressed at me when I talked about Negan the other day, and yeah. I did it again on Twitter today, and I'm, I'm just waiting for that particular part of America I've, to wake I've up read, and come at me. I've read the tweet. Can I, right, I'm going to say this out, I'm going to say this out loud, and it'll be on yeah. file. This yeah. whole stand thing is destroying the Walking Dead community. Stand culture is It bullshit. is destroying like communities about programs. 
it's ridiculous. Yeah, I can't it's stand absolutely, it. Absolutely, my mind gets blown that people are going absolute toe to toe arguing over a over, comic book character. Well, the the one that I see the most is Carol and Daryl being a couple. Yeah, and people like losing their damn minds. Over other people going, no, I don't see it. I mean, yesterday there was a girl who follows us. And I know she listens, so she'll know who this is. She she basically said that she sees their relationship more as a brother and sister relationship. Now, me and you have We've said, said that this a lot of times, well. yeah. I, I've often said that if they were romantically involved, I don't know, it would feel weird and a little bit forced. For me, that's just I, my yeah, opinion. I would feel like it's been forced because of how much of a, a social media presence it's had. Yeah, They've kind of gone, oh, all right, we'll give them what they want. Yeah, a little bit that way, but just just generally, I see their relationship beyond the kind of romantic, like like family, mm-hmm. um, like brother and the sister. So that's just an opinion, though. And I've said this to people before. It's like if you have an opinion where you see that as a true love romance, great, that's that's fine. But to absolutely, and I mean not just like a kind of oh, I don't agree with you on that, but I mean like vicious attacking each mm-hmm. other. I mean, I, I just read through some of the stuff, and I'm thinking. And then I see tweets all the time like, oh, uh, you know, carolers or whatever they're called are the worst. And then I get like, oh, Negan stands are the worst. And I'm just like reading through it thinking, seriously, you're you're adults. Yeah, get I mean, a grip. Get on I'm with like it. looking at some of the Twitter profiles of what these people are saying. And they're like, oh, hi, I'm a 46. I'm a mum of two. I live in this you know place. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a high school teacher. So I'm thinking... Jesus, are you really? Yeah. And you, and, you, and you're tweeting stuff like this? And my this? Twitter handle is Negan's Hot Wife 32 Yeah. You know, it's like, come uh, on, get on with I'm it. Gonna get, I'm going to get complaints now. You've named her. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. I guarantee that. I guarantee that handle probably exists. Of course it does. They're all yeah. like, you know... There's it loads is, out there. It is weird. Like... It is really weird. And the whole... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in for a penny now. I'm in for a yep. pound. The whole Negan rape debate thing. It's like, it's not a debate. It's not a de- It's not an opinion. It's not a matter of, um, oh, yeah, I see your point of view. There is a fact involved. So here's some facts, okay? Yeah. Rape is defined as having sex with someone without consent. Consent, by law, cannot be given if you're under duress or threat or threat of violence towards you or a member of your family or anything like that Negan's wives were there under duress under threat therefore forcing them into your bed is rape it's not a debate it's what it is it is by definition the law around the globe in any civilised nation those are the definitions America UK Europe yep those are the definitions so what people need to get their freaking head around is it's a character in a TV show so, because of that, that doesn't mean everyone should go, I hate him. Not at all. I like the Negan character. I feel uneasy about that aspect because I don't like the fact that I'm now sort of cheering on a character that has that. I would like the show to address it. I would like yeah. the show to put him in a situation where he regrets it. He has remorse. He's confronted by one of these wives who absolutely hits him with it and maybe confronts him for the first time with the reality of what it was. Because Negan, ironically, kills guys who are rapists. So clearly the character has a twisted thing in his mind where he doesn't see it. And I'd love, I'd love an episode or just a couple of scenes where he's confronted with it and he has to deal with it. Because if that happens, then I truly believe his arc is complete. He has come full circle. He's admitted to remorse. Yeah. Yeah, because at the moment... That is what makes me, and a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of uh, people who have been sexually assaulted in their lives watch shows and are probably finding that really uneasy that the main character, one of the main characters now is someone who did that. Yep. And you've got a situation where you've got people on the internet where if you say that, they're screaming at you, no, he's not. Yeah. Now, you cannot be that blinded by a fictional character that you're not seeing the reality of it. Now, you can... It's like not an opinion. I, I just can't get my head around it. I've, I've been respectful to everybody on the internet. I always am because that's the way I was raised. You don't... Why, why would I not be? 
But but some of the I, tweets I've seen have been downright evil, nasty. There has yeah. been some horrible stuff being thrown around massively, at people. Massively horrible stuff being thrown around. But I've gone into like massive, long, backwards and forwards with people. And the vast majority of them, I, I have to end it. And I just say, you know what, uh, we, we are never going to see eye to eye on this. So let's not, you know, let's not waste each other's time. Um, yeah. But but the fact that it's it's not a debate, it's not a, an opinion thing, it's what it is, and there's no reason at all why you can't enjoy this fictional character. He's not a real person. No, exactly. If this was, if we're talking about like a president of the United States who's been around raping people and is still sat in the Oval Office, that's something to be annoyed about. But if you're talking about a fictional character, no, it's not. Yep. And there end of the lesson. Um. So back to Dwight. <laughs> back to Dwight, yes. Back to Fear the Walking Dead. The minute I mentioned Trump, I actually felt your sphincter twitch. <laughs> Gen- genuinely felt your butt clench. I was like, oh no, where's he going? Where's he going with yeah. this? Oh yeah, he'll be tweeting about me next week. Um, <laughs> I stand with our ambassador, that's all I'm saying. So I I think the whole Dwight still trying to find Sherry thing is a little bit weird. We talked about it before. She ran off to get away from him, left him a lovely letter, but then she'd been leaving notes. She, it wasn't like the letter said, hey, Dwight, come find me. Um, so I've, I've always found that a little bit weird. Um, but now she's left a letter which has been found by John saying, I'm not leaving you any more clues. I'm done. I want you to just live your life. Now, as and a John, personal point, I am devastated by that. And John hides it from him. Yes. What? Now, <laughs> what do you what do you think's going on there? He John knows, I think, that that'll destroy Dwight. Dwight's purpose in life seems to be to find her. And they'd already had that long chat about the past and how he owes his life to her. Yeah. So therefore he owes to find her and all this sort of thing. And then he finds that and John's like, Well, without this, Dwight has no purpose. Yeah. What does a man with no purpose do in a zombie apocalypse? Ah. Yeah, I, I do see your point in that. But what's what's the end game, though? Because he's going to want to keep looking. Yeah, there's and this yeah, nuclear further and further away. A nuclear reactor is about to explode. And they're fixing a plane to leave. And he yeah. said to him, you know, we'll find her before we get up. Now, if he hands him this letter, the reality is he'll either go... This looks recent. She must be close. Come on, please let me go find him. And John will be like, yeah, come on, let's go. Let's keep looking. Yeah. Or he'll go, oh, damn, I'm never going to find her. This is all over. Uh, I'm done. I can't face this. And then John's got a decision of, look, come with us. You have got stuff to live for. Or letting him go. I mean, he's known him for a week, two weeks. Max, yeah. With the greatest respect to John's character in this, which I'm sure he is, he is a guy who doesn't want people to hurt themselves. He's kind of made this decision for Dwight, and I I just cannot see this ending well. There's like no scenario in my mind now where this ends well. He's hidden the letter from him. So let's say they bop round the corner and they bump into her. Oh, did you get my last letter? I left it in that car. Hmm... Okay, that's not going to end well. No. Or how about the fact that time moves on and Dwight then finds the letter? Because John hasn't destroyed it, which basically means at some point it's going to fall out of his pocket or something. We all know that. We've seen TV shows before. Yeah, either Dwight's going to go sit in the car because John's somewhere else and yeah. he'll find it still in the glove box or, yeah. yeah, John will be doing something and it will fall out of his pocket and Dwight will go, hey, what's that? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, so like I said... I cannot see this ending well from this point now. Nope. Like there, there's a confrontation coming between these characters, and I don't. It's like a completely unnecessary confrontation. Yeah, because, I don't want it to happen either. You know. No, I mean John's initial reaction when he found it was to shout to him. He hadn't read it. The fact he read it as well seems a little bit un-John-like. Not very. Uh, which sounds a little bit daft, but I don't imagine... Like, So, for example, if it was me, I found, I wouldn't have read that. Well, no, because they're, they're very... They seem to be very personal letters. Well, if yeah, he gives I mean, it to Dwight and Dwight says, here, read this, what do you think? That's yeah, different, well, but... Well, yeah, Dwight is hardly going to read it and go, oh, I said nothing. 
he's going to say, oh, it says this, or she's now gone here, or yeah. she's told me to stop looking for her. The fact he made the decision to read it just doesn't feel very John. It didn't feel very him. He's sort of very respectful, you know, you, you cowboy. He, yeah, he um, is. He's very respectful for other people as well, so yeah. Yeah. So, so that felt weird. The, the whole situation there felt weird to me. Like, there is no, there is no good outcome from that now. Um... Which is a little bit frustrating because I do like you know you like Dwight I I quite like Dwight but I really I like, do like John. John yeah yeah really like John's character so um, I really don't want to see him in like a confrontation with that at all. Um, That's not going to end well. No, it's not. Um, we we mentioned it a few times about the sort of nuclear meltdown. Yep. Um, so it basically meant we got to see Grace again. One of the things that Grace did was kind of just call Morgan up like yeah I need a generator. Um. Do you imagine Rick Grimes handing over a generator to someone he met once like that? Not a <laughs> hope. It's like, okay, well, how long have we got if I don't give you the generator? Oh, weeks. Yeah, that's fine. Good luck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, it just seems kind of like... Yeah, we'll be Morgan out of here in a couple of weeks. Then you can get it there. Morgan was like, all right, sure thing. No worries. I'll get it for you. Anything else? You know, would you like me to bend over? It just... Yeah, Morgan uh, is uh, that sort of character, I guess. But at the same time, it was kind of like, wait a minute. We're going to have to go completely dark and not be able yep. to contact Strand, etc. Yeah. Just because this random stranger has said I need a generator. It, yeah. And that, that was kind of where my point was. Now, if she'd arrived there and gone into like some severe detail, which I know she does when she's talking to Morgan, but he's already agreed to give it to her long before that. Yeah. <laughs> so She just had to say uh, please, and he was like, no, I'll go on then. Yeah, and like, Alicia didn't question it. No. I, I was expecting that to be a Morgan. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, but nope, no. It's like it's all good. Oh yeah, Grace. Oh, I know Grace. Yeah, nice lady. We met her. We, you know, for a couple of hours a week ago. Yeah, good top lady. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't kill us. She could have done, but she didn't. So yeah, we'll give her everything. Yeah, and she told us about all this nuclear meltdown stuff, which we wouldn't have known without her. Um, you know, she gave you know gave Morgan a good decontamination scrub. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look, you can make judgments on people, and I'm sure the judgment on Grace is correct. I think she is on the side of the angels, so to speak. But at the same time, I would have liked to have just had at least one moment where they paused. Or even <laughs> if Luciana or someone like that had just turned yeah. around and gone, yeah. but we can't give them the generator. We yeah. need the Are radio. You serious? Yeah, because I mean, I think it was only Morgan and uh, Alicia who met yeah. her. Yeah, no one else um, met her. So, but no one uh, else questioned John. Yeah, but not one, of, not one other person there just went. Um, hang on a minute kind of need the power here what the hell and if they'd gone look this is the situation at least we'd have had that one moment of someone just going hello <laughs> what the hell are you doing even if it was just um, the kids complaining about the tv because they were watching cartoons yeah. anything just something. any any sign at all that it wasn't just like completely yeah no worries <laughs> it just, it would you like anything it. else all of our food weapons anything else you want no yeah, it did feel it did feel a bit like that. It did feel like they were coming a one stop shop for anybody. Um, but yeah, um, the the other thing I picked out of the episode is probably the last thing I'm picking out to be honest with you. Is Al is trying to obviously get the plane working. She's in there working on different things. Uh, June goes and sits with her and talks to her, and Al's kind of beating herself up a bit about the helicopter. Um, she doesn't go into the details of obviously what happened and the fact she was trying to get the helicopter and the pilot to take them. Um, she just makes it out like, oh, you know, I could have got to it, I could have flown it. But June picks up pretty quickly that perhaps there's more to this story. And she basically says to Al, look, if you ever need to talk about this, at one point you told me we could talk off the record and it really helped me. Um, I, like last week, me and you kind of questioned Al's decision not to tell the truth. Yeah. Um, I think now that June's kind of done that, I think we're going to be... I think the truth's going to get out a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. Talking of June as well, actually. Yeah. June's conversation with Annie. Yes. About the whole, yes. I'd give it a week or so before you run. Yes. What What did you think of that conversation? Because that, to me, just seemed a bit strange. Was that her trying to call her bluff? Or was that a, well, if you no. wait around here a week longer before you run, we might be able to change your mind. You might see it's better. Yeah, here. I, I think I think it was just keeping her around for longer. I, I think you know you spend a week there around those people and you realise how good they are. And I think the other kids were very happy. Yeah, if they'd been there a whole week eating 
probably more food than they've eaten in a while, having drinks, hot water to wash. All of a sudden, the the chance of going back out into the woods would seem pretty crap. Yeah. So I think she was trying to be clever there in, look, the longer we keep them here, the more likely it is they're going to want to stay and we can keep them safe. Oh, okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd like I'd still like at some point someone to question the the weight to thrust ratio in that airplane. That's uh, <laughs> all I'm gonna say. As long as someone does that next week, I'm happy. All right. Are uh, we sure know, we've got enough power to get us all off the ground? And there's you sitting there. Yeah, going, just, yes! just one, just one, just one line. Just just some consideration to physics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know petrol still works. I know the dead are walking around eating people. But just let physics be physics, all right? Yeah, that's don't, the one don't thing that has to be constant. It. There has to be some constants, yeah. Um, mate, I mean, I've picked out everything I wanted to go over, and I've talked about far more than I intended to about other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but anything else you want to talk about for this episode? Not that I'm aware of. I just loved. I want to go back the the visual of. I think her name is Sarah. Okay. The the the, the brother and sister. Where she's uh, fixing the propeller bits and the oil yeah, slash yeah, blood yeah, 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 dripping yeah, yeah, on her yeah. face. Yeah. It's just one of those moments. I remember just, I just watched it and I was like, oh gosh. Like, it's, I hope that's oil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's oil. It's oil. I hope. Mm, is it though? <laughs> it's probably a wonderful combination. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I would not want to be doing that job, let's be honest. No, horrible idea. But yeah, I think that's um, bad for me, really. Yeah, no, I think so as well. So, um, mate, thank you very much for joining me. I know how busy you are and, you know, being a worldwide jet set superstar. Well, you know, I don't want to brag, but, you know. Yeah, I do what I do what I do. Um, But, yeah, big thank you to you. Big thank you to everybody for listening. Like I've said before, we have a smaller audience for Fear the Walking Dead, but a very loyal one. We love you all. Also also a very quiet one. Get in touch. Drop us emails. Uh, All the details are in the blurb. Uh, Get in touch with us and we'll we'll say hello back. Uh, Obviously, you've got the Facebook page, you've got Twitter, you've got Instagram again now. Um, But, yeah, get in touch. Let us know what you're thinking about the episodes. But, yeah, from me, my friend, that's me done. I'll speak to you next week. Yeehaw! Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.